We got our fellow warriors with us. Yes. What oh man, we could have that clip. Warriors. <laughs> Come out to play. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of uh Legacy Digging with two native sons. I am your warrior host, Patrick Murakami with we, we need like face paint, but you can't see us right now. But like I I go get the ultimate warrior face mask. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> You should probably put your name out there, though. Oh, Scott Brandt? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what would be dope, though, is um, we really should start to look at doing the visual aspect, which we will. Yeah. It's in the works. Uh, we actually have a dedicated space that we're going to be doing that so we can have video as well as the audio. I know that's not the, the first time that we've talked about it or the first time that's been requested. Yeah. I know we've got quite a few loaded topics to talk about today, <laughs> but just a quick update. Uh, we do have some uh, more guests that are being loaded up yes. for our next upcoming episodes and super excited about some of these storylines and some of the things that uh, what we've come across so far. Yep. Um, anything that you want to add to some of that? No, I just it's it's. Not really a surprise, but sometimes when you see the resume of these people that are reaching out and with us having only 34 episodes, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, but it is one of those things that you just put it out there and people are going to resonate with it that are supposed to resonate with it. And I think it just goes into like this question of how do I want to contribute? And so I think that question is one of those that's unique for anybody. Because when it comes to life, a lot of times we're trying to find that quick, rich piece and you end up missing out on how can you really make that contribution to the world to make it better. And I think these conversations, podcasting in general, provides that avenue to contribute to society, whether it's sports, laughter through comedy, these type of conversations, uh, some of the crazy stuff that we've done before, I think it it just goes to how do, how are you going to find out a way to contribute to society to make it a better place than what we found it? Yeah, and I think that's why I love the podcast community, because the intention is that you are going to be able to bring value mm -hmm. to somebody else's audience. And a lot of times it aligns. Yeah. Sometimes you find that maybe that wasn't the right target audience, you know, if maybe there hasn't been a discovery or, you know, maybe uh, the focus shifts. And, and sometimes yeah. that's the greatest moments of it. But I think overall, the intentionality within the community, unlike some of these other online communities and things like that, is that you know what you're going into. And, you know, it doesn't matter if somebody's big, somebody's mm -hmm. larger podcast you know, the group is ultimately we all share the same goal that we want to share yeah. these stories that we want to be, that we want to learn something from the guests. And yeah. so I really love that. And I'm really excited about some of the, the upcoming guests that we've uh, booked. So, yeah, no, I, it's, it's a powerful thing, but I think also it's where no matter how big or small you are, you have a way to contribute. And yeah. so it's not selling yourself short and it's not trying to be, perfect at the perfect time at the perfect place because that's never going to happen <laughs> everybody's like i can't do this until the right time there's never going to be a right time because like for everything that we have going on running the insurance having the agency 
doing the multiple different facets, there's never a perfect time. <laughs> no, not at all. And, you know, the one that makes me laugh the most is the people who want to be parents who are waiting for the perfect moment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, 13 years goes by, mm-hmm. right? And now you're like, man, I'm old. I'm going <laughs> to have this kid. Like, it's crazy. But, you know, I think that everything happens for a reason. But, you know, t- going back to that question, you know, how do you contribute? I think a lot of times people seek these things without knowing that that's what they're seeking Mm. because we all have knowledge. Yeah. Right. And the meeting that I just came from uh, with a lender, he basically kind of had this question inadvertently, but didn't know it. And it was like, well, I don't know necessarily. I didn't know where to start. Oh, yeah. Right. I feel like that at this point, that I didn't know that I was going to be in this position, you know, for good, bad, or indifferent. I think it's a it's a good move for him at this point because he switched brokerages. Yeah. Um, but when you look at through that, ultimately everybody's looking for a place to to belong. Yeah. Uh, everyone's looking for a place where they can contribute and feel like that what they bring is valued. And in today's life, you know, a lot online communities fulfill a lot of that yeah well i think when you think about it though too in caveman time it was that security piece and so our brain is still at 2000 it's not 2000 it's way older than that it's a lizard brain (laughs) but the thing is that you're still operating under that premises of the safety piece and in today's day and age like if you get kicked out of a tribe you're not going to go get eaten by a T-Rex. Mm. You're not going to get squished by a woolly mammoth, but it is that protection mechanism because you want to have that comfort level and you want people around you, but it's a matter of overcoming that. You're not going to get destroyed without a tribe, but we all want to fit in. And we do want to have those people around us that lifts us up. And so I think it is just that searching process that people are going through But it also goes back to that question of how can I contribute? How can I contribute to this tribe? How can I contribute to society? How can I contribute to my life? And I think that sometimes when you get into the entrepreneurial space, finding a way to really contribute instead of coming back from that nine to five, like we talked about on the last podcast, having that anxiety or the anger out of spite, you become an entrepreneur you're trying to find something better. You're trying to find a way. And so I think that's a way by getting your voice heard and getting it found, you can go and find a way to contribute, but you've got to start with what is it for me that I can contribute? Yeah. And I think contribution comes in a lot of different ways. You know, everybody has knowledge Mm -hmm. or has access to it. Yeah. And again, I know that there are people out there who will argue with me saying, oh, third, you know, foreign or third uh, third world countries don't have access to knowledge. Yeah. They maybe don't have knowledge to, or direct access to knowledge that we have. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't have the Internet, but they have life skills. Yeah. They have skills that, um, you know, have been passed on from generation to generation. And so everybody has some sort of skill set. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we have to go back to this time frame of being able to barter. Yeah. But when you know that you have knowledge of something that gives you full capability to be able to turn around and say, I have this, 
I can teach you this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I can teach you this, what are you willing to either trade or pay for? Yeah. It? And that couple steps ahead of somebody. That's all it is. Yes. <laughs> but you're quantum leaping somebody yeah. in something that you've had to go through and learn, learn the heartache of it, learn the and experience the greatness of it. Mm-hmm. And if you can save somebody from having to go through maybe two or three steps of that, yeah. it shortens the process. Yeah. It accelerates the knowledge. Now you're giving somebody else a skill set. And so we have this misconception for people. And you know, I hate the term coach. <laughs> right? I think we both hate the term coach. <laughs> because it's overused. Yeah. Everybody and their mom is a coach of some sort. And really, when you take a look and somebody says, hey, I'm a coach. But then you say, what do you coach? Mm-hmm. And then they break it down to certain categories. Oh, I'm a life coach. Well, what does that mean as a yeah. life coach? Are you actually coaching me through my life? Are you making life decisions for me? Yeah. Right. Or if someone says, oh, well, I'm a spiritual coach. Yeah. Right. So tell me, what does a spiritual coach do? Right. And you get a wide variety of answers. Well, I'm helping you to guide your soul. I'm yeah. helping you to, you know, tap into the emotions and, you know, to, to walk through, you know, the the things and, and guide you through, you know, your gut instincts, which is really your soul calling you. I mean, so many different plethora yeah. of coaches. But what it comes down to is what you're doing is your goal as a coach, and you can probably hear my air quotes <laughs> over here, is your goal is not to make decisions for people. Yes. And how many people literally are saying, well, you have to do this or that. Yep. You have to do this or that. Right? This is not a picker and adventure book. <laughs> yeah. This is not your life to live. People have to go and make their mistakes. Yep. People have to go and uh, progress through. But you as a coach are basically there to provide things to, th- uh, to look at, yep. homework for them to research. Because if you're giving people answers, you are literally living yeah. their life for them. And you're no longer a coach at that point. You're a dictator. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. One thing that I really resonates, I uh, went through a program with Noah, uh, Noel Cordell and John Kim, who calls himself the angry therapist, they said all coaching really is, is where is the person now? Where do they want to go? And with that gap, what is holding them back from getting to where they want to go? And so it is asking the questions and having that person think, because I've talked about it before, everything we're doing, we're centered to the storm. And so you can't see it, but having that outside perspective, having somebody ask you the questions that gets you to think that you haven't seen yet because you're centered to everything that's going to help unleash where you need to go because asking questions are very powerful tools for your brain to find those answers. You already know what it is. The brain's already there, but by having somebody ask just the questions and not dictating anything, that's going to allow you to start thinking of things that you haven't thought of before because you're stuck in the middle of the storm. Yeah. And what's, um, What's really fascinating, and I think why people are, why they enjoy the coaching realm or they thought in the idea of it is, again, because it goes back to that, where do you contribute? Mm-hmm. And when you're helping another human being, when you're helping somebody go through a rut or achieve the next level, yeah, it's like you get to say that you're part of that success, mm-hmm. right? You had an influence, you had a hand in it, you were part of the process, 
yes, financial aspect of it, you know, for coaches who are doing it right and yeah. doing it very well because they're effective, there's a huge aspect to that. But there is obviously a need yeah. um, in this niche and, and the various niches underneath it yeah. because people are always looking to improve themselves. So one of the things that I like to sell to people and, and, and get them on the idea on is that anytime that you invest into yourself, that's never a bad investment. Yeah. Because when you equip yourself with the right tools, with the right mentality, with the ability to know how to get out of a situation. And the most common situation for people is really overcoming themselves, yeah. overcoming objections, overcoming their own um, you know, internal feelings. Yeah. And so even if you could get through that, what would the cost be? Can you put a, a dollar price on that? And if you can't, or if you, even if you can, isn't it worth it mm. to now know that you can overcome anything yeah. that no matter what objection comes up, that no matter what the situation is, you know, for me, I think the biggest thing was to go from, I can't afford that to, I only have to, to get this many more sales. Yeah. Right. It's not impossible. I just know what I need to do now to be able to afford it. Yeah. Well, I think that also goes down and is breaking in regards. Are you more price conscious or are you looking at the potential return on that investment? And so if you have individuals that are price conscious, those are probably not the individuals that you want to work with because think about what they're focused on. And so I think it's also the understanding that we're only one person. We're meant to, we're social creatures. We're meant to work together. So having a coach, having somebody to walk alongside you is going to make it more powerful because you're not doing this on your own and you only have your experiences to go off of. So that's going to limit you, but having somebody else come in here and walk with you is going to allow those experiences to come in that you haven't had before. And they can present different things to you by the questions that they ask. And so I think it just comes down to the fact of there's multiple different ways to contribute. Even if you're not coaching, if you're not in that realm, you can still meet with people, just be a couple steps ahead of somebody else and help them out. And then it goes to how are you, how do you want to contribute? Yeah. And I think when you realize that all you're doing is leveraging what you've gone through, leveraging, you know, that maybe you were not too far mm. from where somebody was at or that you've been through it. A lot of people, I think, also get confused in the fact that just because they think they went through it and that they managed it, that somebody else is going to need a little bit more fortitude, a little bit more yeah. mental toughness. And and again, no journey is ever the same. So what I love um, and what I love challenging when people say that they're coaches is really getting down to the nitty gritty to say, look, how does your situation that happened years ago apply to your coaching today? Yeah. Right. Because yes, you have to share your story. You formulated your story. You know, it's got you to where you're at. But at what point does your story no longer be the center point? Yep. And how do you transition that to help your client um, to maybe realize, you know what, that resonates? Yeah. It's not my situation, but I understand where you're going with it. Yep. And, you know, I think so many, too many times what I've seen a lot of coaches again, air quotes, <laughs> uh, do is they basically put themselves to make themselves the hero of the, of the yep. journey. 
Oh, and I think that that goes to the point because I did a TikTok on this a couple weeks ago talking about if you come and try to tell somebody, oh, I know what you need to hear, you sound like an ass. (laughs) Because, yeah, that situation may be similar, but until you do the deep dive and you ask the questions and you really get a clear picture, you can't go box this person into another box of something else. Like, you can't make yourself look like an ass because you're like, I know what you need to hear. No, that's not how this works. You got to ask the questions. Yeah, you got to ask the questions. You got to have a real understanding of of the piece. And I think another piece where a lot of coaches also have a tendency to fall off is they take it on as if it's their own personal journey. Mm, yep. Right. Um, again, nothing wrong with uh having empathy nothing wrong with being able to really resonate yeah but at that point what you're trying to get your client to the next level to maybe go past that and then all of a sudden you start seeing people discount yeah you know services or prices because they kind of get locked into you know oh i know what it's like to be there and again it's fine but if you're constantly doing that what other portions of your own life as a coach um where else do you discount stuff no right then you're probably asking for discounts from friends and family that you supposedly support you're asking for you know other things and so really it's it's a reflection yeah of who you are as a person and sometimes being a good person or, or being a successful person doesn't necessarily translate to automatically meaning that you're a coach yeah um it doesn't automatically mean that you're the expert Mm -hmm. it just means that you were successful in getting yourself out of whatever situation you were at before yeah and again kudos to you for that but don't just assume because you did it that you can do it for someone else yeah well and i think that's also where you can't dictate the outcomes like that client relationship is really it's up to that person to decide what the outcomes are by the actions that they take because if they're signing themselves homework and they're not doing it, and they're like, this is what I need to do. Okay, cool. Next week when we meet, we'll find out where you're at, and then you go ask them, they're like, I forgot about it. Well, do you want the change? Like, do you want something different in your life? Like, that's up to you. And you can't want that for somebody, right? You can only remind them. But here's the other thing, too, and this is uh, the taboo portion (laughs) of coaching. How many people have they failed? Mm. Or at least in their mind, have they failed? And really, it's, it's probably not them. Yeah. But maybe how many clients have you taken on where the results didn't change? Yeah. Okay. And again, that is a very taboo subject to ask another coach, right? No. Hey, tell me about a time when you had a client who didn't do anything and automatically it's the other person's fault. Yeah. Right. Well, they didn't do the the, the information or they, they chose not to make any differences. It happens. I get it. Mm-hmm. But if we are a coach and we're trying to help other people, how do we help other people if we only talk about the things that were made us successful yeah. or the things that made us an expert and you don't ever talk about the things that you failed at, which <laughs> is where most of the growth happens. Yeah. Even as a coach, I've never heard somebody say, well, I honestly just, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I was mimicking other people's stuff and it didn't come into my own until many yeah. years later where somebody said, you know what? I worked with someone. So, and it was a great experience for me to learn, but I learned because we didn't get any results. Yeah.
And what I realized then was that was not my niche or, you know, that certain personalities I can't work with or they just, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But I've never heard a coach turn around and say, I failed here. <laughs> well, it's uh, the fact of uh, having to show the, the dirtiness sometimes, but that you don't want to do that, though, because that makes you feel as if somebody's going to look at you as, I don't know, whatever it is, not the expert or whatnot. Man, if I'm in the mud, I'm going to roll around in it, <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to pull you in with me. Yeah. We're going to get dirty. But from that, you are going to enjoy the time that you had. Yeah. Right? You're going to look back and say, hey, you know what? That wasn't a great fit for me, but I did learn a lot. I did also learn that, like, hey, maybe there's some responsibility that I, I can take on yeah. that instead of just putting blame on everyone else. You know, I at least it, uh, I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. physically in person and the results you know i just couldn't execute yep. more often than not it's not going to work out perfectly more often than not it's not going to be the most successful thing of it but that doesn't mean it's invaluable it doesn't yep. mean that it has no value it wasn't a waste of time because you can still learn yep no very true and so i know we've highlighted this a little bit i'll highlight it in the show notes and whatnot but i think how do you want to contribute kind of goes into the platform that we've talked about, Potapilia, whereas an audience member, you can go in there, listen to the episodes, actually clip what really resonates with you, or you're like, these guys are idiots. This is why they're idiots and go share that. Um, but I think if you really want to enhance and showcase and say, this is what really stuck out with me, instead of trying to like, hey, here's the episode and say, go to this part clip it, put it out there and say, this is what really resonated with me. So I think that's another way to how do I want to contribute? Well, I can share this information and that can go impact somebody else's life. So just something to think about, something to take a look at. Love me or hate me, right? (laughs) Tell me, I don't care one way or the other, as long as I get the feedback. Yep. Right. And, you know, I say that very loosely. I'm not talking about like our podcast in general. I'm just talking about how data is super important. Mm -hmm. How many tech companies have been sold for billions of dollars because of their data. Yeah. Right. And so as a person who is trying to improve the process as somebody who does this because we enjoy the conversations and the things that we learn from our guests, right. If you hate it, but you're still here, maybe you don't hate it as much as you think. (laughs) Maybe you just love to hate. Maybe you're in a position, maybe you need a coach. Maybe we need to talk, right? (laughs) But if you love it, what's crazy is that the people who enjoy it Mm. are the most silent. Yep, They're the ones who don't, they they like it or they just listen to it, but they don't give you any feedback. And then all of a sudden when you talk to them, like, hey man, I love what you're doing. Such a good job. I resonated with this. And I'm like, I didn't even know you listened to it. Uh, Yep, Right? And that is like almost far more dangerous than the person who says i hate you yeah you suck because at least then i'm like at least you listen to it thank you so much for like at least telling me that you didn't like this i don't care about your opinion but thank you (laughs) right (laughs) and again everyone says that everyone can get offended you know people who are like oh i i don't care bottom line is that we do care to a certain extent doesn't impact me you're because you didn't like a certain piece or because I said something, it's not going to stop me from podcasting. It's not going to stop me from getting to the next episode. Uh, If anything, maybe it just gives you more fuel to the fire to be able to come back. It just just gives us extra content to talk about too, though. (laughs) The whole Kobe uh, Mamba mentality, you need fans, you need haters equally. Because if you don't have either, no one's talking about what you're doing. No one's highlighting all that stuff. 
you know, all the cliche, no bad publicity. And, you know, we've talked about this, about going down the realm of stupid. Yeah. Very few people are willing to go there because, you know, they want to be perfectionist in the eyes because social media has taught us that, uh, society has taught us that, but some of the most influential people in today's world went down and were willing to go down the path of stupid. Yeah. And when you look at it, it was really a genius marketing and it's not going to change anytime soon because standards don't change. People no. don't change. And, you know, so the quickest way to be able to go and, and, maybe go down if you want to be an influencer or, you know, to blow up overnight is to do maybe the dumbest thing and somebody's going to notice it. Yeah. Somebody's going to share it. Somebody's going to find it funny <laughs> or stupid or, or laugh or cry or whatever it is. And, you know, the formula sadly is pretty easy. Yeah. But to take yourself down that path to know that and, and knowing you got to live with it. Yeah. Well, I think, also, it's the fact of what are people going to think. So a lot of times people don't do it because they're worried about the opinions of others. So go to the land of stupid because nobody's there. And your realm to really make an impact is going to be huge because there's not been anybody there. So it's uh, go to the realm and people are going to be like, you're so stupid for doing this. And I can't believe you're doing this. And then when it pops off and it's huge, they're like, oh, man, we just did the one chip challenge. Yep. Well, I shouldn't say we you, <laughs> right? And all these people, don't do it. Yeah, It's going to mess with your stomach. You're going to go to the ER. I've known people <laughs> who did this. I had a student that did this, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, all these comments. And then you, you went through it. Nothing happened. You know, a lot of people still showed up for the live. Yeah. A lot of people wanted to see you puke, wanted to see you maybe go to the ER. And then when nothing happened, then it was like, oh, well, he got a dud. Yep. <laughs> no, I think that chip was defective, or that's the old. That's that. It's not the same as the original. No, it's much hotter. <laughs> yeah. I've seen people do it, but none, none of them did it themselves. Yeah. Right. And the ones that did were like, oh, well, it was horrible. Don't do it. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, just because that was your thing. But again, man, going down that path buzzed to so much attention. Yep. Right. Because you were willing to do it. You know, and you talk about people hyping it up and, and overplaying it, yeah. right? So when you, as we're talking about kind of this subject right now, going down, you know, that path or whatever, it's so crazy. And it is, it's almost dumb yeah. that that is the path of where to go. But really, I think it just comes down to going down the path of unknown. Yeah. I think that's probably a better way to word it because anything that feels different anything that seems different is going to seem obscure yeah and the obscure piece is going to be what people find interesting nope no and it's just another way of contributing <laughs> and so it goes back to how do you want to contribute and so ultimately i think that's just something for the warriors out there to really say okay how do i want to contribute what is that that i want to do and i think if you're stuck send us an email send us an email to tunatosons at gmail.com that'll be in the show notes and let's have a conversation because you're only one person we've talked about this to get unstuck you need to have the conversation with those people and it's the last episode where we talked about the power of conversation but honestly yeah so it's one of those things that really you're not meant to do life by yourself we're all social creatures so other than that 
appreciate everybody taking the time joining on us. I know this is a little shorter than we normally do, but test, A-B test, and we'll see what's going on and whatnot. So, and then uh, go forth from there. Yeah. Love me, hate me, hate us, love us. Uh, let us know. We're uh, we're interested. Gotten a lot of feedback from a, a potential guests who really have enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, our podcast, which it's road of affirmation. Yeah. It's nice to hear, especially people when you hear that they, gosh, how many episodes does yeah. that potential guest have? Uh, I think over a thousand. Over a thousand. Yeah. They turn around and say, hey, I would love to come on your podcast. I love what you guys are doing. When you hear that, real quickly, I know uh, we're getting ready to close this for today, but what are your thoughts when you hear something like that? Just one of those things that it just speaks volumes like people are listening and whatnot so you just got to keep showing up and keep doing it all right legacy wars it's been another fun episode i think a lot of times we don't know what these conversations are going to look like a lot of times like hey what do you want to talk about today (laughs) hey i think we have content for that you know but just like a lot of times i don't meet the guests yeah until 30 seconds before we hit the record button uh we'd love to kind of keep the conversation really real yeah and uh at this point in time as we get ready to gear up for the next round of guests and things like that if there's a specific topic you guys want to hear about and thoughts and opinions uh feel free to let us know yep until so next time. catch you later